Here's Johnny. <laughs> Welcome to my world, bitch. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho <laughs> And when you're down here with me, you float down. You like scary movies? Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Friday Fourteen Podcast. This is episode. Um, how, how do we say it in Spanish? Twenty. Twenty. Venti. That is uh, the size of a cup in Starbucks. Venti. Venti. Um. No, but. Uh... Is, it, is it is it hard to believe that you're on the twentieth episode? Of this season, twentieth episode of season four. I mean, that it's, it's there. <laughs> Feels like it's been a while. I mean, but then again, tossing up between both shows of this and UHD, which will be the other twentieth episode. Twenty twenty. Hmm. Um, but I know you really got to kind of start celebrate early on. Uh, Monday, with signs. Monday you signs. Kick, you kickstarted the, uh, as I like to say, the season of the bad guy, but to everyone else, spooky season. Spooky season, horror season. Um, yeah, but but see, it's it's horror season for you guys all year round. All year so, round. All year round. So there's no uh, there's no ending for you guys. It's 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 always. It's a never ending story. Yeah. Sp- spectacular but um yeah around this time this is the season of the bad guy that's why it's special and on top of that is that uh next friday is friday the 14th yeah next friday friday the 14th um and there, i mean it's it's pretty cool that we get to celebrate kind of what they uh a texas chainsaw movie really that that week of the review whether it be i mean I've never, I haven't seen Next Generation in a while, but it should be pretty fun. <laughs> I've actually avoided that movie. Uh, I don't know if it's because I didn't have access to it. I mean, I think for a while I've been able to access it. I just kind of avoid it. Especially since I, if I watch Texas Chainsaw movie, it's it's going to be a, the remake or the prequel, or even the classic one. Classic is always the best choice. The the last one I saw was uh, the one with Alexander Daddario, uh, the 3D. I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah, 3D. Yeah, that's pretty good. But uh, recently, uh, our last episode, I I said I was going to see Smile. And so Smile did come out this past weekend. What did you think? Was it worth the price of admission, or are you going to just try to sneak in the next time to see it? Uh, or, should in, I what, sneak, or should I sneak in? What, what, what movie are you avoiding seeing? You bought your tickets to see... Uh, uh, what was that, that movie? It starts with a B. B? And ends with an S. Uh, I'm lost. Uh, now I'm just going to leave it out there. Out there. You, uh, I'm pretty sure people can figure that movie out. But um, no, uh, you don't have to sneak in. Uh, there um. The trailers, like, I oversaw them a lot, so I thought I was going to not like this movie at all. But this is one of those movies that, that was, I was wrong. <laughs> um, who's the studio that put this movie out? I was I kept thinking, like, Blumhouse. Yeah, it's not Blumhouse. Is, is it not Universal? It may be Universal. I'm slacking, though. I have not seen anything new um, in the theaters. So it's Paramount. Yeah. It gave me like early 2000s, uh, well, maybe like 09, 08, 09, something like it would have came out that year. Um, I'll say the ending. Rob, give me spoilers. Just the ending. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a Paramount release, so I'm surprised they didn't put it on Paramount Plus. I guess they're trying to get away from that. So interesting. And that's my recommendation of the week. <laughs> um, what have you seen recently? Ooh, uh, again, slacking. 
Uh, I haven't been to the theater in a while. Recently, man, I've just uh, trying to catch up with. Uh, I talked about Dahmer last week. Uh, also checked out Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile with Zach Efron. Oh, it's pretty yeah. good. And Lily Collins, I believe that's her name. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead, uh, nice. The Fly for today. Um, and then, unfortunately, I had the unpleasant experience sitting through Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. <laughs> after, um, after the Walgreens scene, it completely just kind of goes downhill for me. Hocus Pocus two. Um, can't really say I had high hopes for the movie. Besides, wanting to see the Sanderson sisters back at it again, I was like. Well, you're not going to have uh, Zachary Binks come replaying. I mean, I know uh, how the first one ends, but just because I'm a big uh, Goofy movie fan and Zachary Binks is voiced by the by Max Goof. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know if I can recommend it to, like, anybody. I think it was, it's just, it was, it was just, like, super rushed and... I mean, they had 30 years to try to put something together, and it felt like they just put it together in like six days. It's a little... You know why? Yeah. Because it was not directed by Kenny Ortega. Probably. Also should have starred Jenny Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kenny Ortega was the original director for uh, Hocus Pocus. And I, I don't think it helped any that it was a Disney Plus exclusive. Like, I think it would have felt a little bit better if it was a theatrical release. But then my ass wouldn't have seen it anyway, so I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah, the theater just hasn't been my best friend lately. Nah. And I'm, 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 uh, I'm afraid to say it, but I think I'm going to have to see Halloween. Uh, Halloween Ends is probably going to be a peacock for me. <sighs> oh, it hurts. Yeah. Oh, since we're on topic of Halloween, um, it was recently um released. Of course, if you pre-ordered it, you got it early, but it did, did come you, out. Did you pick it up? Yes, I uh, <laughs> I'm picking it up right now. Um, yeah, I pre-ordered this uh, along with the posters. Yeah, nice. The uh. Horse part six, Chris Michael Myers, the girthiest case. Cause it has four discs in it. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah cause of the uh the director's cut. Producers. Producer, director. Oh <laughs> the disrespect on it. <laughs> I wish you could buy them individually because I still think my hatred for Resurrection would leave me not to buy that one. This is the only reason why they put it in a box. That's like these, it's like, oh, these guys aren't going to buy Resurrection. Yeah. Ain't nobody want to watch Busta Rhymes in a Halloween movie. Trick or treat! Motherfucker! <laughs> I was going to spoil it that um, Resurrection is our next uh, pick. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Just for a podcast. Oh yeah, today is your pick, so we'll find out. We'll find out uh what you pick. We'll find out this Buster yeah. right? But today is your pick. Today is my pick. Um, we're talking the fly. August fifteenth, nineteen eighty six. Um, always like to read a little bit of the extra uh, ingredients. Um, just to, to let everybody know what people think about this. If you haven't seen this movie, um, you know it is on HBO Max. You can go check it out on Blu-ray, DVD, uh, or you can rent it from wherever you uh, stream movies from. Uh, but currently on IMDb, it's like at a 7.6. Rotten Tomatoes has it all the way at 93%. Metascore is 79%. The Google users are at 83%. Um, the budget was only $10 million, but it grossed a little over $60 million at the box office. Um I don't know why I've always been like entertained by the fly and why I figured it is like probably one of the most underrated, disturbing, gross movies of all time. A brilliant but uh, eccentric scientist begins to transform into a giant man fly 
hybrid after one of his experiments go horribly wrong. Starring Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, John Getz, and directed by the great David Cronenberg. Uh, is this the first time you've seen The Fly? No, um, I saw this movie back when I was a, I was a kid. Uh, but get, getting to rewatch it to its entirety again. I guess you can say first time, whatever. But uh, Cronenberg, uh, I know he's mainly uh, known for like his sci-fi type horror movies, which I'm not the biggest fan of sci-fi horror. I mean, I'll watch it, but it's not like my main go-to. I know he uh, recently did that, that latest movie, Crimes of the Future, is that what it's called? Yeah, Crimes of the Future. And um... as far as two other movies that piqued my interest, I mean... As uh, a uh, scanners in a uh, video drone, I believe that's what it's called. Yeah, video drone was really good. Um, Cosmopolis with Robert Pattinson has like really big A twenty four vibes on it, but it's not A twenty four. It's a good movie. Um, Eastern Promises. It's kind of like an uh, Irish gangster flick. Um, History of Violence. It's not really a horror movie, but it's it's kind of it's kind of gruesome. Honestly, it's it's not too bad. Um, so yeah, he, he, he flirted around with like horror movies and stuff, but like you said, they're more sci-fi thriller. So yeah. But the next, uh, part of the show is your favorite part of the show. Spoiler free rating. Oh yeah. I forgot the ratings are at the beginning. How many machetes? How many Danny Troy Hills are you going to give us play? Your pick, your first, or do you just want to... I think after just looking at it and just the decision, I forgot if we do halves, but I think I'm going to do 4.5 Danny Trejos. Danny Trejos. Give him, I almost wanted to give, a, give him the full five. You know, I, I... Fuck it, I'm giving it the full five. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving it five Danny Trejos. Honestly, that's where I'm I'm sitting it. I mean, I'm sitting at a five, uh, but I was like, is there something I really dislike but I could not find anything that was like, oh, this is... It's like a... I mean, it's, it's a remake, really, from the original, but... Everything about it, I, I enjoyed... Yeah, I, I couldn't give I couldn't find a lot negative with it. Um, it didn't drag. It's it's only an hour and a half. You know, um, it, it was a little hard to to find something bad about it. Even even for it being like an '80s film, the practical effects like still stand up to this day. Um, nice and brutal, gory, gross, and it's not like it's not cheap horror either. You know. And of course, already kind of mentioned early on, um, HBO Max, VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, all that, everywhere. HBO Max it up, or buy the box set, <laughs> the one that you can see behind one. It's a nice box set, but I honestly don't know. I uh, I've saw some of the trailers for the original Fly. I think after liking the remake so much, I think it would like. I don't think I would really enjoy the original three. I want to like... see. I want to see the second one with Eric Schultz, just because it's a continuing story from this one. Yeah, I thought about diving into that one. I never seen it, but I mean, I I, I knew of the, the like the, I guess the synopsis or whatever. Yeah, it's it's just a pickup of uh the son who is born with the deformation. Uh, spoiler alert! No man, <laughs> spoiler warning. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, and I like the way the film just picks up the the score from this movie is really really good. Um, I think the first forty minutes, there's just really or the first thirty five minutes, there's no teasing of any kind of 
you know, what's going to happen. Like, you automatically kind of understand what's going to happen. You know, his his whole teleportation device. You see the monkey die, so you know it's not quite ready. He even tells Gina Davis's character that it's not quite ready yet. He doesn't want any publicity on, on the machine or the way it acts or the way, you know, he, he may not even get anything picked up off the ground, but he still wants somebody to cover the story. Um, so what you, what do you think of just like the whole setup from like the moment they meet or they talk all the way up until he gets in the pod with the fly? Cause he, he, he again gets in the pod completely hammered. You know, he starts drinking really heavily. <laughs> so he's not thinking straight. He saw the monkey die. Um, so it's a little, a little he's frustrating. Like, yeah, he's like going like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Well, yeah, the the the, the initial first baboon did die. Uh, but the second one was a success. So he got confident this time around. Um, and he did uh, quite a bit of drinking because uh, it was wasn't he? Uh, he was getting jealous because. Uh, Gina Davis, what was the character? Like, yeah, Gina Gina Davis is a uh, Ronnie. That's the well. She, her name is Veronica, but she goes by Ronnie in the movie. Um, and then Jeff Goldblum, Seth. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Goldblum, Seth, Doctor Brundle. Um, he 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 plays he plays a really, really really smart guy. Um, so obviously the, and there was no trouble between the two, but she goes to see, um. Who does she go see? She goes to see her ex-boyfriend to kind of just let him know that everything is done. She needs to he needs to like stay away from her. And then he puts two and two together and he kind of still gets a little jealous because he was going to order Chinese food. They're going to have wine or sparkling uh, champagne, whatever you want to call it. And uh, she leaves. So he gets hammered. And that's that's where he starts having his bad decision of putting himself through the tele- teleportation device. I mean, I saw the little fly a little bit earlier. I'm surprised they don't try to attack it. It's like... And the thing that's interesting about this movie is the small, the small, small, like, well, it's not really small, but it, it could kind of over, you could kind of overlook it, is when they're in bed together and he rolls over on the, he rolls over on something and it slices into his back. And then that's kind of like the open wound that sets everything up. Um, I, you know, I, I noticed it this time around watching it, and I was like, "Oh, that's makes a little bit more sense." But that's really attention to detail. Um, and it just kind of shocked me how how much detail is really put into this movie. Forty, almost forty years later, about how just you know the script, the detail. The uh, the performances between Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis, I thought like this time around was like it stood out to me a lot more this time. I don't. What do you think? Yeah, I love the the chemistry between both of them. Um, I know whenever I mean it's crazy because even just the look of the Seth, whatever, just <laughs> it's not even him as a fly yet, but the way he would just stare and. Just, just very creepy and shit. Yeah, uh, and like Jeff Goldblum's mannerisms are just unbelievable, especially when the makeup starts getting put on him. Like from the time he starts looking like a crack addict until he's got full blown makeup all over his body, his twitches, the way he he blinks his eyes, his mannerisms when he's talking to anybody, it's like, man, calm the fuck down. I, <laughs> you, I, I know you're trying to win an Oscar here, but it's a horror movie, man. Calm down. Which I'm surprised looking at the stats. This movie did win an Oscar for best special effects, best makeup. So um, that's the only Oscar it was nominated for, but it won. So I thought that was pretty cool. That, uh, you know, you don't see too many horror movies winning any Oscars, but this one did it. And rightfully so, 40 years later, it, it still holds up as far as like all the makeup goes. From the from the moment of the death of the baboon, all the way until spoiler alert, uh, the fly gets his head blown off. 
did you eat anything while watching this movie? Ooh, sponsor time. All right, no way. Um, uh, seeing seeing how the the fly regurgitates on his food, did it make you hungry? Oh, actually, I ate a uh, little Caesar's hot ready. <laughs> that kind of that kind of looked like garlic butter that came out of his mouth. From Jeremy Crockett, uh, for one, heard of the fly, but I've never seen the movie, so this ought to be cool to get some facts about it. Yeah, Jeremy, go go HBO Max it up and check it out. Go watch it. Get some facts about you. Just, you just spoiled the movie. <laughs> you said it was. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Even though, even you know, I I know a lot of people who just listen or watch podcasts, and like just the conversation alone will make them want to go see the movie. So. Jeff take, Goldblum take alone. You get a lot of Jeff Goldblum in this movie. A lot. <laughs> this is a what was this? This was rated R, PG. Rated person? R, yeah, nineteen eighty-six. And you know, looking looking back, he's done a lot of like old school horror movies too. Like you know, from the eighties, he did he did a lot of uh, what else was he in? Um, uh, invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, he's been on a lot of stuff, but you know, I think he is truly like at least underrated in this movie. Yeah, now no one really mentions him in this movie. It's it's either Jurassic or uh, Independence Day. Really, was yeah main two but the fly i think was the uh probably the first movie i saw of his i mean i don't know maybe Jurassic, but whenever i th- hear heard the name jeff goblin over the years it was from the fly yeah even uh even the little small uh kind of nod to him in Jurassic park lost world part two like the first time you see him there's kind of like a big fly buzz you see him in the uh, train station. So, like, the fly always follows this guy no matter what he does. He's just, I don't know. And I, I'm the same way. Like, even though I think the first movie I've seen him in was Jurassic Park, I always think of him as the fly just because of, like, his mannerisms in the movie. When he was, uh, he was pouring, uh, kept pouring the sugar in the, was he drinking tea? So, so. Yeah, yeah. He plays a really good, smart guy. I don't know if he's really that smart in person. You know, but like as far as playing a scientist, he's he's really really good at it. Um, I also recommend his uh, his Disney Plus show. I don't know if you've seen it. No. Um, but he's like the host of a Disney Plus show. Really really entertaining. I don't know if they continued with seasons or what. Um, let's see if I can find. So I've seen the. Uh... New Jurassic uh, Park movie. He came on down, right? Oh yeah, he was in the new Jurassic Park movie. Um, I was trying to see if, what was the last, like, recent project that he was, um, probably. Like, he was a he was a he was a voice in the Boss Baby too. But exactly. <laughs> he was the Grandmaster voice in What If, which is a you know Thor. Um, then that might have been the, the recent, recent, at least from what I've seen. He was in Fallen Kingdom from 2018. So, but yeah, back back to the fly. I think uh, I think everything about this movie just streams like or screams like entertaining. Um, Gina Davis too, I think is is really like underrated in this movie. She usually doesn't get talked about a lot. And when you do talk about her, it's like everybody always goes back to like Beetlejuice or Thelma Louise or a league of their own. But or like, Stuart Little. Yeah, Stuart Little. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, but she's like, she's a really good actress too. And I think it kind of focuses in on this movie because of how she has to play. You know, she has to play so many different emotions in this movie. She's. She's head over hills. She's in love with Seth. She's pissed and angry at her ex. She's excited and happy. 
She's terrified. Um, she is on every single level in this movie. So that's another good oh, reason yeah. to go see it. I thought she uh, she fell for Seth really really quick. I was like, one moment you're kind of not so interested, or but then as soon as you find out that this, this man's a genius and he uh, he made a successful transportation. Uh, um, so you think she's pod. a gold digger? She thinks she's a gold digger. She ain't messing with no. <laughs> she's uh she's only interested in his Pulitzer Prize or the cover of Time magazine. <laughs> Man, huh? No, he, yeah. She was like, if he can transport my uh my leggings, I wonder what else he can transport. Yeah, well, I mean, he's like, oh, it's uh inanimate objects. Um. Of course, he's like, well, he was one of the leggings, and then of course, then you get that first baboon he puts in there. It comes out. All, <laughs> uh, it wasn't fully dead, but it was like all just disgusting. <laughs> it was bacon. It was bacon. It was like what's <laughs> making some more noises. Um, but whenever like after he's already um. Fuse, he's fused with the fly, but you still get the human uh, side of him going through. He's over here. The first things he wants to do is exercise. <laughs> so he thinks, yeah, he he thinks it's a good thing. Like he thinks it, you know, gen- genetically enhanced the mute, you know, uh, like a mutant. Like you know, he 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 can he only needs to sleep like two three hours. He can start working on more scientific things. He's looking at this as like a blessing. And then it slowly just starts turning into something horrific. Uh, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, when I talk about de- attention to detail, I'm talking about like how his apartment goes from looking like a single guy to candy bars everywhere, sugary items everywhere. Like he's truly like addicted to sugars and, and stuff like, like trash, like a fly would be, you know, like he says in the movie, he's a 189 pound fly. So I think it's, you know, it's, uh, again, the, the attention to detail to me is perfect in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it starts off like a uh, your average Marvel film from the early 2000s or 1990. Um, it just starts progressively and worse. It's like, that, that was, I mean, and he, this guy um, was over uh having sex for a long period of time. Not only with Gina Davis's character, but with the girl he decides to get a uh, payback or he's like, Oh, I don't need you. Uh, you're like, you're, um, I forget what he calls her. A buzz killer. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. But no, that, that's a, that's a good scene too. Like, you know, he, he pushes her out of his life or tries to, because he, he has, uh, he has a goal and uh, he's got all this new built up energy and she's, you know, even though she's trying to help, he doesn't see that. And he rushes down to the bar with his, uh, <laughs> with his three musketeers and uh, he, to uh, eat the candy bar. yeah. What'd you think of the scene where he broke the big heavy set dude's arm while they were arm wrestling? Cause he makes a deal. He's like, here's a hundred bucks and let me take the lady home. If I win, and he broke the dude's wrist. What'd you think? That was always a scene that's that stuck with me. Uh, Thirty years. Uh, that was pretty cool. I mean, he said he was gonna take both of them down with Disney, but of course, he the first guy he heard, so he's like, "Oh, you know what? Fuck, I'm just I'm just gonna take your girl." <laughs> Does it matter if I I beat you or not? But like, there, there was no struggle at all. He was like, "Oh, is that all you got?" <laughs> yeah. You know, and st- some stuff like that, you you would think, you know, oh, it's gonna look, it looks tremendous, it looks hor- horrible, like thirty years later. Man, to me, all of the practical effects, the makeup, it didn't look bad at all thirty years later, forty, almost forty years later. Some of, I mean, if I had to say anything looked a little cheesy, it would be maybe him as a big fly that jumped through the window when he came and got her from the abortion clinic. <laughs> but even then, like it looked, it looked pretty. It looked okay because of him using his mannerisms and his facial, his face muscles to 
twitch and to blink the way he did. And like, uh, he just, I don't know. This movie deserves a lot of props so many years later for just a lot of the stuff, the way the, the, the makeup and stuff looked. That's so, this is an 86. 80s yeah. was definitely rocking with the horror, horror stuff. Some yeah. may consider it like the, um, the decade of uh, horror, like whatever. Yeah. I want to ask you, though, because I, you know, picking this and kind of going through the week and seeing and knowing how much of a more of a sci fi it was than it was an actual horror movie. I know you're not a big fan of those, but like what is different from this compared to like maybe some of the alien movies that you've reviewed in the past? Like you're you're huge. You know, it sounds like you really enjoyed this movie. So so what made this one stand out a little bit more? Yeah, I mean the the story that's telling the uh, spectacle effects. I mean, uh, it besides it not being like just like a full on alien. I mean, I I do enjoy some creature features. I mean, like um, just nasty <laughs> stuff. I like that word, creature features. That's good. Creature features. I mean, that's mainly used for like like alligators and all that, or like. But I mean, yeah, it's something different, really. It's not like, especially since in this movie, I mean, he uh, he fused with the fly. <laughs> it's not like he was just like already a monster. Yeah, uh, I think I think one of the main things that just continues for me about the fly is is just the pacing. How you know there's there's really no kills in this movie other than the baboon and the fly himself <laughs> at the end. Um, it teases that he's going to be a horrific man killing monster. He warns Gina Davis's character, "Hey, you need to get out of here." the score of setting up the, the horror scenes that are about to happen. So like, it's really a tale of two films, how you have a sci-fi drama, the first maybe 40 minutes. And then the last ending of it is, is really kind of, you know, a, like you said, a, uh, what's another word for it? Not creep. I mean, yeah, he's a creature, but maybe, almost like a monster movie. The monster. Yeah. The second half is almost like a monster movie. And, uh, you know, looking at it that way and, and paying attention to the details this time around, I was just the pacing. Yeah, pacing went by my smooth. You know, I actually watched this movie twice in 24 hours. So um, I, I was really, really pleased with this rewatch. I just love the scenes where uh, where he like, this is before uh, Gene Davis is already like trying to leave and before he tries to get the other girl, but just the fact that he keeps trying to consistently uh get get her to go into the pods come on let's go together like whatever and she's like <laughs> come on stop being like wait. is he referred to her as uh as, like chicken shit or something don't be such a debbie downer come on come on come on we can, we can, be, the, we can be the dynamic duo dynamic duos. <laughs> we can be like tiger woods and his daddy I'm like this guy. He was, I guess he wasn't. Like, he wasn't selling it. I mean, <laughs> he's like, "Come on, don't you see me? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I mean, I'm phenomenal and uh, everything." He should have been like, "Help me, get you in me. Let me get in you. Getting, getting you into another level." <laughs> was that? Uh, I was trying to. I know it's like towards the ending of the movie that he they, he says he just wants to fuse all together, but yeah, the ending is is kind of funny or not funny, but a little bit more serious because you know, I guess it's it's no uh, no uh, spoil spoiler that you know they they do it and they do it for a long time, and mm. uh, you know. He's she she got she probably had a little insect juice in her you know I'm not gonna lie insect juice he probably he probably did what he shouldn't have done he didn't his his pullout game probably wasn't strong you know and uh, <laughs> she, she and I gotta you know talking about her getting impregnated the maggot scene even though it was just a dream dude that was pretty that was pretty creepy even to this day like yeah look like look like you know 
look like a big old big old girthy thing coming out of her ended up being a ended up being a maggot um still creepy yeah well as soon as she finds out i mean then again pregnant whatever she wants to have the abortion <laughs> going uh bugging the doctor at night like oh it's you know it's a night right it's nighttime so it's well, it, it's gonna come on deforms. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I, she's like, I don't care. I'll you don't do know it. for so you don't know too for sure. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it myself. Get me a wire hanger. I'll do it. It's like savage. Yeah. If I offended I mean, anybody, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, Seth. I mean, Seth finds out uh, when he's on top of the building. He's just looking down, like, I'm a child. <laughs> He's trying, to, he's trying to take it from me. I liked how some of his dialogue sounded uh, sounded like the uh, alien Edgar from Men in Black. That's that's what he was. It was, it was the original which, Edgar, which is another bug, you know, another 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 bug, you know, from another movie. But you know, and they both was... they both wanted a lot of sugar. They did what sugar <laughs> <laughs> and water. But I was, I was, uh, you know, what did you think of the, okay, this isn't really like a nitpick, but, um, if I had to nitpick anything, I'm not going to change my rating, but if I had to nitpick anything, it would be Gina Davis's relationship with the publisher, right? Or her ex, her ex-boyfriend, you know, she doesn't want anything to do with him. But the moment she finds out, the moment she finds out her love interest is a big fucking fly, she goes to him, complains about it, but then she complains about him again because he's like, "Leave him alone! Don't go back over there. He could turn into an epidemic." And she's like, "I can't just leave him. I'm going back." And she's like, "I'm not. You know, I don't have to do what you tell me to do, bitch. If you didn't want to do what he wanted, why'd you go back to him? Why'd you go and ask for his his opinion?" But that's the only thing that that was a nitpick. But again, it's it, it sets up for the perfect ending, though, because, you know, she can't go in there alone to face him because he wants to he doesn't want to kill Gina Davis's character. He wants to just merge the three bodies. So somebody had to somebody had to get spit up on, which would you think of that scene where he uh, he spits up on uh, the ex-boyfriend? He pretty much dismantles his his hand. He has no hand. And then he does the ankle and takes the foot off. Yeah, that was was pretty awesome. I was like all acid and like, just burning off. Uh of course he gets close to uh, spinning in his mouth. Um I was like, oh this is getting kinky over here. <laughs> Spin the mouth. Um but of course he he gets stopped. It's kinda hoping to see that scene play out though. Then you would actually have a an official kill. Um, I mean, even when he wasn't just doing that, like to hurt someone, just because how flies they 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 spit on their food to uh to take it in, and then when the, the donut scene, whenever he's like grabbing the, the donuts, are just <laughs> yes, that, that's exactly. Um, I enjoyed my pizza the most in that scene. Wait a minute, we're not supposed to throw up on our food? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not supposed to deep throat the, the donuts until we gag on deep it. Deep throat it? You gagging? Mm. Anyway, it that, tastes more delicious, you know. <laughs> that, that's a whole nother podcast. Sometimes you can't take down the solids. You gotta no, man. <laughs> that, that's that's on the Rachel Ray podcast. How to eat your food. Um I learned it from the fly. <laughs> oh man. I think you know, Oh, uh, no, I was like, oh, like a lot of the the practical effects and all that. I mean, sure, it's it's pretty nasty, but I think the part that got me is whenever um, he starts pulling back his <laughs> his fingernails, started oh, yeah. cringe. I was like, <laughs> I almost felt like I, I felt it. He pulled them back and then he just pushed them out on the window. Yeah, his ear coming off and everything. <laughs> This is by just, and he mentions he mentions the Brundle Museum, in in his mirror in his medicine cabinet. I'm like, oh, that's pretty, 
That's pretty gross. And I, and I, and I, and I like, the, but I also like how throughout the movie, even though he's going through this, his scientific smartass comments like we're still there. So, what do you think of the ending though? Going going towards you know how I thought it was kind of a sweet ending, and I'll explain by you know she gets put in one pod, he gets put in another pod. And the boyfriend shoots the pond where Gina Davis is safe. But the fly, Jeff Goldblum's character, still gets cooked, almost like double baked. And uh, he, he falls out and he's crawling towards her. And she realizes she has to, like, put him down. But the thing that really gets her is she walks up closer. And the fly takes the gun and puts it up to his head. You know, he's telling her, he's like, fucking do me now. You know, and I thought I thought that was kind of a, like a nice little sweet sad moment almost. It's a tearjerker. Yeah, little notebook ending there. I mean, throughout the whole movie, like he usually, he's really trying to stay positive the whole time, and there's like moments where he's like, "Oh, it's like no, I can't, I can't be positive," <laughs> and then he tries to boost himself up again, and then, yeah. he's all oh, screw it. You're not gonna. He didn't want to fuse with me. <laughs> uh. But him just fusing with the damn the pot itself comes out all. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I like how there was no explanation about what happened after that. Like it either it's either shut for for a closed chapter, or there possibly could be something at the end for for a sequel. But I like how it just closed with the with the end credits as soon as she. She shoots him. She breaks down. Boom, it's over. It's almost like a a love monster, love tragedy. You know. So I didn't know how the ending was gonna make me feel so many years later, but I ended up uh, liking it a lot more. Oh, such a sad ending. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> feels uh sorry for the. The bad guys are the monsters. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this this is Jeff Goldblum. This is Seth. <laughs> but what about what about you? Do you have anything you want to add to to the ending? Did you enjoy it? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's cool. Just, it's just gonna end. With a happy ending, <laughs> maybe in another, another uh, timeline, different universe, they got into that pod together, <laughs> fused together to fam- family. Yeah, it was a good ending. Um, uh, speaking of endings, endings. Uh... Man, this is going to be kind of hard for me because, like I said, I really enjoyed the ending. Um, But I think if I had to change anything about the ending, I would have liked to see the fly kill and or eat the boyfriend. I think, I mean, there's no deaths really, like I said, in this movie, Um, at least human deaths. Um, But but I would have liked to see him kill at least one person, you know, and then I think the I think the ending with this was was honestly kind of perfect. She uh she shoots her monster in the head. Um. So yeah, I, I liked it here. What about you? Would you change anything? Yeah, I mean I think the boyfriend could have got taken out. I mean, you already had the ankle and then the hand. I mean, you can live without those body parts, but still, it's kind of uh that would have been a probably a, a great scene had he actually spit on his mouth or whatever area he was gonna do it on, but um, it might be a little bit darker. Um, he ends up killing Gina Davis's character. Yeah, I mean this book that has to be before him fusing with the the pod or like it's not even like a purpose. Uh, kill it's more of an accidental somehow he kills her just by accident yeah 
And uh, so you would have liked to seen her die, and then maybe they te- and then maybe they tease like Seth not dying for a fly two with actual Seth in- involved, maybe something along the lines like that, or he ends up just killing himself. <laughs> it's all dark because oh, <laughs> he can't like, live with the the guilt of the little, accident. Yeah, a little Romeo and Juliet ending. I like it. That type of thing. Yeah. Um. Because I haven't seen part two yet, uh, and it may not even have anything to do with it. But I mean, it does. It does. I think the uh, uh, I think the no, boyfriend's like, friends in it. As far as this little storyline, they probably got thrown out. Um, but uh, June Davis's character wasn't the only one. Like I said, that guy got, got it all obsessed. There was the uh, hooker, and there's really no telling how many times he's done it with her. So he could have impregnated her. Yeah. And then that would have been another uh, way in to make a sequel. Like I, like I said, I don't know. That plays out in the part two, probably not. But Yeah, that's that's very true. I didn't think about impregnating the uh, the hooker. Or, you know, the, the she's not a hooker, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the, the girl at the bar. Yeah. The bar... So. Just like, thanks for the good time. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I think I think we know who this goes to. <laughs> yeah. For me, at least, without a doubt, Jeff Goldblum, Patrick Wilson of the of the film, MVP. Yeah. Same for you. Yeah. Yeah. Seth. Yeah. <laughs> Seth was a brutal. Seth brutal. So, first episode to kick off October, man. I hope I didn't disappoint. I hope my uh, my pick was good. You disappointed me, um, man. I don't tell. <laughs> not not uh, a lot of the movies that we reviewed have gotten a five, so it's one of those rare cases. I would like to uh, see what everybody out there watching or listening, um, you know, is is their your thoughts on this movie. So, uh, Nick, how can they uh, send some uh, feedback in to us? feedback or you can put the feedback in the comments or you can uh slide into the dms of uh my personal hey uh the 4k bad guy you can you can send some stuff over the one in his pages either to be facebook insta or his actual email <laughs> yeah um and for, for everybody listening on the audio version you know this is this is going to be uh, on the audio by Friday. Um, so you can listen to this wherever you usually listen to the cinema movie podcast. Um, and you can send feedback in through the email, uh, C I N E M E N nine, two, one at gmail.com. Or like, uh, like Nick said, you can send it in through social media, uh, Friday the 14th UHD on the Instagram. My Instagram is one word, the cinema movie podcast. So, uh, send in as much feedback as possible. Like, there's already been like a recommendation. Somebody somebody recommended uh, the number twenty three with Jim Carrey a few weeks ago or last week. Um, so send in send in like feedback, man. Like see what we're doing. Listen to us. Watch us. Um, you can still watch us every single Wednesday here on Imswa Productions YouTube channel. Um, new content, man. Getting thrown out every single day. So, um, but if if movie podcasts and horror podcasts are your things, then every Wednesday eight p.m. right here. So, yeah, but we know what we know what's on UHD next week. We know we're talking Matthew McConaughey, Renee Zellweger, and the Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. But what are we going to be talking about in two weeks on Friday the Fourteenth Main Podcast, which is going to be October nineteenth? Are you Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Are you Are you Are, are you? That's not it. <laughs> It's about pulling out right now. <laughs> Resurrection time. Uh, um, no, actually, uh, it's only fitting that I, I we do this movie. It uh, kind of lines up for a 20th anniversary. Oh, this is the movie I, I brought brought to your attention. Maybe I don't know how long ago it was. To be honest, I wasn't sure who was gonna get the pick, the honors to do it. I mean, technically, if one does this year, you would be the next person to choose. 
Correct. But since it's my, <laughs> the ball's in my court, are you ready? I am ready. Are you, are you, are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, but there we are. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a good one. We're doing the ring. Uh, it's going to come up on its 20th anniversary. Uh, Paramount's, is Paramount right? I think. Yeah, I think it's yeah, a Param- Paramount Plus. Yeah, they're releasing a uh, a steel book for a 20th anniversary. That still looks juicy. Nice. Looks nice. I'm excited. October 19th, The Ring, 20th anniversary. I can't wait to check it out. And we're view- reviewing that in seven days. Seven days. No, we're not reviewing it. <laughs> seven days. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a. I think it's going to be a fun episode, fun conversation. Uh, next week should be the same. You know, even even if the movies are bad, we always still have a fun time talking movies. So, um, uh, yeah, been an honor today, Nick. The Fly, like we said, go check it out. HBO Max it up and send in comments. Send in your uh, Danny Trejo rating. Rating. How many how many Danny Trejos would you give it? One out of five. Let us know. One out of five. One out of five. <laughs> two. Three. Would you give it a fantastic fly four? You know, fly four. So let us know. David Cornerberg. Alrighty, it was it was fun talking to you as always, and um, um, I was like, was there anything else I wanted to promote? I can't think of anything at the moment. So, uh, just shout out to the. Uh, the rest of the, the boys and gal of Emo Soul Productions and shout out to everyone yeah. else watching. Happy, so, happy October. Get spookified. Stay ultra. Stay fly. Stay fly.